Hello everyone, and welcome back to Healthy Us. In the last episode, I promised you a model for developing healthy relationships, long-term commitments, and marriage. And today, that's what I'd like to provide for you, my model for how do young couples, how do new couples, any couple starting off on a long-term relationship, how do they proceed and what sort of model can guide them to develop this, uh, this long-term commitment. Now you may ask, why do we need a model? And my simple answer is because we don't have one. Now we used to have one, past generations had one, uh, much more common than what it is today. And some of us may still choose to adopt th uh, that style of, of commitment to each other. I'm referring, of course, to the churches. Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we go back to that uh, religious type uh, model for developing relationships. I'm, I'm not suggesting that for a moment. But I am acknowledging that previous generations had the benefit of having a, a, a clear set of guidelines for how do we develop uh, long-term commitments to each other. And I'm also very aware that some of us may still choose to adopt these, uh, this type of model. So if that's the case, then, then I think that's, uh, that's a very worthwhile human, uh, individual choice. But my model is saying that in the absence of, of a clear uh, set of guidelines, I think a lot of our new couples struggle. And I think there's plenty of evidence in, in terms of relationship breakdown and other uh, unhelpful behaviours that suggests these couples are, uh, are struggling. So in past generations, the, the churches and religious organisations uh, provided a clear set of guidelines. Whether that meant that the couples back then were any happier, uh, for me, is a bit of a, um, an unclear point. But there was far more certainty around uh, how the, they conducted themselves, how they related to each other, and, uh, and hence the... Uh, the longer term commitments, I think, were a little more uh, certain. In the absence of that, uh, and we've, we're seeing, of course, uh, less attendance uh, at, within religious organisations, less adherence to those sorts of practices. Uh, the majority of uh, uh, marriage celebrations now are secular based. And I'm not sure, in fact, from what I've seen, I'm not sure that uh, the uh, secular celebrants are offering uh, an alternative model. I think, uh, and I've said in previous episodes, I think that uh, we're lacking uh, an alternative to the certainty of, of religious models that has been offered in the past. So my aim is to try and address that and and what i'll do today is i'll present you with a with my model for what is a healthy uh, commitment 
a healthy start to a long-term commitment. So we know that couples increasingly don't have the religious model to fall back on. We've commented that increasingly as well, they have less extended family connection as in terms of guidance and support. We know that they start well. We've talked about that briefly already in a previous episode. They start with the love model. They start with the passion and the excitement and the chemically driven reactions. But we also know that particularly that chemical reaction stops after 18 months or two years, and that can be a potential pressure point for the couple. So what else have they got? They've got the classic one of they've got the Hollywood model. The, the one that says this is the positivity, this is how we uh, conduct our, our relationships. But of course, it's not it's clear that that the Hollywood model has its severe limitations as well. There's another one that I would like to alert you to in terms of what we all have, and that is an imprinted model for how to conduct our long-term committed relationships. Where does this imprinted model come from? And it comes from our parents. It's probably the only other one. Perhaps we get a, a, some sort of guidance from friends, although sometimes I refer to that as the blind leading the blind. But the one that is very clear, and we see it over and over again, as both a positive and a potential negative for couples, is the way that our parents conducted their relationship. Now, as I've said previously, I'm not for a moment going to blame our parents. We're not into parent blaming, but we have to acknowledge that each of us has imprinted in our, in our psyche uh, the, what we grew up seeing our parents and how they related to each other. And so often, we see ourselves in our relationships, in our long-term commitments, playing out the way that our parents used to do it. I'll give you an example. And this comes from a, a, a case that I, or a client that I worked with. Um, and so it's a, it's a very uh, real example. Um, I remember this couple talking to me and they were having trouble because they uh, had great difficulty resolving uh, conflict. And so I asked each of them, where is this difficulty coming from? And the female said that she found conflict difficult because her parents never argued. And for her, any suggestion that she uh, argued with her partner of course, is a threat because that's not the way that a healthy relationship works. Uh, and so uh, when arguments arose with her partner, she panicked and, and this made it 10 times worse. So I asked her, what, what do you mean your parents never argued? Uh, and she said, mm, not, not that she recalls. Uh, she didn't recall 
um, her, her parents are never having an argument. Now, we can well suggest, we can surmise that her parents never argued in front of the children. I, th I think that's, that's uh, quite plausible. But to suggest that they never argued is, is probably um, highly unlikely. So I think we can say two things. One is we can do better in preparing couples and supporting them in the early stages of their long-term relationship. We need to acknowledge that some couples, and in particular some cultures, may choose uh, to follow the path of previous generations, as I've mentioned, namely the, uh, the religious practices and, and the certainty, the guidance that is contained within those. But as we know, a large number of couples, um, particularly in Western societies, are choosing uh, secular celebrants and secular ways of, of commencing their relationship together. It's these couples that I think we can do better uh, in, in terms of preparing them for. The second point that I think we need to acknowledge is that no model, uh, religious or otherwise, is, is a guarantee. No model is a silver bullet. Uh, and we will come back to this, that uh, it's a, a very valid outcome of a long-term commitment uh, may well be that the relationship ends uh, and we're, we're talking about divorce in this instance. I'm going to return to this uh, in future, future episodes, but we need to acknowledge that from the start. A model is not necessarily a panacea. However, it's better than the Hollywood, it's better than guidance um, uh, from our friends, um, uh, and my, I, it's certainly my view that it's better than, than the religious models that, we're, uh, that, would, that might be alternatives. So they're the two things I think we need to start. However, let's have a look at what this um, model, uh, what it consists of. Now, if we were together, I'm, I'm a bit constrained by uh, talking to you on a, on a podcast. Um, so if we were together, if we were face to face in my office, I'd draw you my model. That's uh, as, uh, as simple as it is. It's a very simple drawing. To see it, please go to my, um, my blog site, uh, couple-matters.com. There you'll, you'll see a picture of it. But in the absence of the ability to draw you this picture, I'm going to describe it to you. I'm going to ask you to use your imagination. Or you may get a large sheet of paper and you may follow, um, you may draw what I described to you. But we're going to start, if you can imagine on a large sheet of paper, I would draw for you a, a, a large circle on the left-hand side of the page. Uh, just a simple outline of a circle. This circle I would then label with your name on it. This circle represents your whole being, your whole self. Uh, it, it contains the life experiences that you've had up to now. 
It contains um, your personality. It contains your uh, beliefs, uh, your attitudes, uh, all, all sorts of different things, as much as you could imagine um, it, uh, the, the whole you, if that makes sense. Now, at, at the moment, I'm not going to ask you to put anything in this circle, just for the moment. But what I am going to do is then draw a second circle on, on the right-hand side, not, not intersecting at this stage. And we're going to label that circle your partner, uh, your partner or his or her name. So assuming you've got a partner at the moment, you're going, or you're, you're, this is your new partner, you're going to put that person's name as a label on that circle. And it's the same for them. That is the same, the circle is going to contain the same amount of information, uh, the same uh, detail as, as your circle is. Now, on the next sheet of paper, you're going to draw your circle again and put your name on it. But this time, because I'm assuming that you've decided to join the two circles. Um, and if, if you are committing to a long-term relationship with your partner, then you are going to join these two circles. Now, some couples, I don't think this is all that common, but some couples would want to completely overlap the two circles. But I think we would all agree that that's probably not a healthy way to do it. So, but we are going to join the two circles together. And so I without going into this in any great detail, I think we all would all agree that a healthy way to join these two circles is to overlap them, perhaps 50%. So that's what I'm, I'm going to get you to do either in your imagination or uh, if you're practicing this on a, on a sheet of paper. So what, you, what you're going to end up with is obviously what we'll call a Venn diagram. Two interlocking circles consisting of three different segments. The one on the left with your name on it. Uh, the one on the right with your partner's name on it. And then a shared one in the middle. And so we are going to lay, give these uh, segments a sub-label, we're going to call them me on the left, on the right, it's going to be you, and the, the shared space in the middle is going to be called us. So we have three particular parts of this new relationship, you, me, and us. And so what this model is going to suggest, uh, what it's going to require is that uh, we're going to look at what is in each of these three segments, how healthy are they, how much in balance are they, and what is our commitment, what is our understanding, what is our uh, agreement with each other to growth within these particular segments. This is Healthy Us with Rod McBride, a podcast about support and encouragement to all new couples. 
please feel free to subscribe. So for new couples, for couples who are just joining together, this is a model of preparation. So initially, uh, we'll have uh, a very clear understanding of what's in the me. Our partner will be able to um, do the same sort of exercise and decide what's in the, the, uh, their segment for you. Perhaps in the very early stages of the, of the relationship, the, the centre, the us, may not be all that clear. We may not be all that, uh, we may not really understand what, what is contained within that segment. That's the bit that's going to grow. However, this is the understanding for a new couple is that this is what we are committing to. And we're committing to two things, or probably more than two things, but two at least. Firstly, we are committing that what I'm bringing to the relationship is as healthy as it can be. So the me, my circle, uh, is as healthy as it can be. By that I mean part of the preparation is that I have looked at which bits of my imprinted parent model do I choose to bring with me into my commitment to you and which do I choose to put aside? And that's a, a topic we'll come back to. The second thing that we agree to is that I will commit to growing my part of the circle uh, as fully and as healthily as possible in the coming years. And we, we hopefully get a, a, an equal commitment from our partner. But there's more to it than that. And the, keeping in mind that the whole three segments are our relationship, not just me um, and, and not just us, but equally, I commit to supporting you in your growth as, a, as an individual uh, in, in the coming years. And thirdly, we both commit to growth within the us. And, uh, and if, again, if from my experience talking to couples, I think that third, the, the middle bit is perhaps a place where couples um, can become unstuck. So we will talk more about that as well in, in, the, in the coming uh, episodes. But the commitment that we're providing for each other is I will grow me, I will support your growth and I will commit to, to growing us. So for couples who have been together, perhaps uh, for a little while, what I often do is I get them to uh, do a bit of a stock take. What's in each of these three segments? And so again, I'm, I'm going to mention this just, just briefly because I think it gives new couples a bit of guidance as well. What's this growth going to look like? So if we think about me, what, what is me? Uh, what's in my section of this uh, relationship that is separate to you and it's also separate to us? 
Um, and so for many of us, uh, increasingly uh, for both. And so what else is in me? And I'm not suggesting here there's any right and wrong answer, uh, but it's, it's a stock take. It's a question for each of us to think about. My friends, for example, I might uh, have very uh, important friend relationships that are not part of the us. Many, many of our, of course, our friends become part of us uh, and a very valid outcome. But some of my friends might be, uh, might be in the me section that are not part of us as well. I will come back to that. There's all my attitudes, beliefs, um, uh, perhaps even thing, practical things like hobbies that um, uh, are shared uh, just with, with um, not, not with my partner that I retain just for myself. So what, what we're saying is that uh, that's a healthy practice, the idea that somehow uh, when we develop a new relationship, we'll just put everything in the us uh, segment. Uh, I, I think we need to uh, reconsider. Because one of the questions that we have uh, on an ongoing basis is, as I said already, how, do, how does my partner support me to, do, to grow and develop and vice versa? How do I support my partner uh, in his or her uh, endeavors to grow that part of themselves? Um, I'll, I'll give you uh, another example in, um, in, in terms of how that might occur. So I remember again, uh, a couple who saw me and uh, he said, um, that for him, his career had become a dominant part of his life. Um, so he was spending long hours uh, pursuing his career. Um, that may or may not be a very um, healthy, healthy practice. Uh, it may be a very valid uh, approach on his part. But she said that uh, she didn't... Um, develop anything as, as strongly as that. Um, uh, so her career was not that important to her uh, and she didn't really have an alternative. So the, the, what happened in, in, uh, in their uh, relationship is that she spent a lot of time at home um, in some sort of bored state, uh, unsupported state. Uh, and so we can see, I guess, the, the way in which that sort of relationship might cause difficulties. Both partners uh, need to have a look at that. Um, how healthy is that? And how do we avoid that sort of imbalance in, in the growth within one side and the lack of growth in the other side? And so it's uh, something that in, in terms of our stock take, we might have a look. Uh, so the question for the stock take is not just what is in each of these three segments. The second question is, how do we improve and grow each of these segments over time? And secondly, how do we support each other to grow and improve these sections over time? So I mentioned that the very new couple may not have much in the us segment. Obviously, 
this is a segment that needs to um, in, increase and and grow over time. That becomes a question for the couple. What what do we have in mind uh, when we think of ourselves as improving that us segment? I actually ask couples, what's your plan for growth in in the us over the next five years? I encourage couples to make a, a five year plan. What's what's your what's the us going to look like in five years time and rather than just hypothetical i actually encourage them to write it down uh, let's actually make a plan for how this might might occur and what it might look like now as soon as i ask couples that they they tend to answer in terms of activities that's very valid we might decide as a couple that uh, we uh, we'll both learn to play chess together, for example. But it's not just activities, and um, we can look at some of the data around relationships and look at what's our ability to resolve conflict, which I've re referred to earlier. Some of our growth in our couple relationship might be that uh, we uh, we need to grow as a couple in, in that regard. Um, the, the young lady that I mentioned earlier uh, obviously is going to, to need practice and guidance and support from her partner in terms of her confidence in uh, what we might call fighting fear. So these are the sorts of things that we are committing to uh, when we decide to commit to this relationship. So let's summarise. We know, I think what we've said is, that the absence of a model is problematic and, and leaves couples floundering. Uh, the model that I'm suggesting uh, looks at developing our circle and making it as healthy as possible before committing to a, a relationship. And I'll come back to that, particularly uh, when we talk later about uh, second and subsequent um, relationships. So that's uh, what we look at in terms of um, preparing for, for all the couple commitment. We then join the circles and we look at how do we grow each of the three segments? So we'll talk more about each of these sorts of issues in, in coming uh, uh, episodes. But uh, once again, if you have any uh, thoughts or, or questions about anything that I've presented today, I'll be delighted to hear from you. So thank you for your attention. We'll uh, I'll come back to you for future episodes and I'll look forward to it.